Peace be with you, and welcome to The Word Unveiled. My name is Gordon Peck. The Word Unveiled is a production of St. Malachi Catholic Church in Sterling Heights, Michigan. This program is a continuation of the American Saints, Blesseds, Venerables, and Servants series. The topic is Father Damien of Molokai and Mother Marianne Cope. As in all things, let us begin a prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the powerful witness of love that you provided in St. Damien of Molokai. I pray that I will have the same love toward all I meet, especially those who are different than me. St. Damien, you are a spiritual minister and leader to people with leprosy. Thus, you are not too proud to work with the most outcast members of society. Help me to remember those in my own life and culture who are seen as outsiders. Remind me to invite them into my world to make them feel welcome and respected. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, the question we have before us is, why would a Belgian merchant's son leave his land to live among lepers? Let's find out. Father Damien was born, Joseph de Vuister, on January 3rd, 1840, in the Belgian village of Tremalio in the Flemish Brabant region of rural Belgium, right smack in the middle of Belgium. His parents were Johannes Franciscus de Vuister and his wife, uh, Anna Catherine Wooters, and they were middle-class corn merchants. Joseph was the middle child of seven. His older sisters, Eugenie and Pauline, had become nuns, and his older brother, Auguste, joined the congregation of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary and was now known as Father Pamphili. As the next oldest child, Joseph was expected to operate the family business. His parents sent him to college for training in operating commercial businesses. Well, when Joseph was 18 years old, he attended a Redemptorist Mission Day retreat, and he decided he wanted to enter religious life like his siblings. His parents objected, so he wrote a letter to them telling them that his decision was not a rash action, but rooted in prayerful discernment. He told them that their choice could be working against God's will in this matter, and that while he would do what they required, if they insisted, but he asked them to respect his choice. Well, they did, and they gave in to his wishes. So Joseph subsequently entered the congregation of the Sacred Heart of Joseph and Mary, which was the same order that his brother had entered and become Father Pamphile. And he completed his novitiate in Paris and Louvain, and he takes the name Damien. Now, Damien was an interesting name to take, and he took it from what he understood of the study of Cosmos and Damien. These are two names that we often hear in the Litany of the Saints during Mass. They were twin brothers and physicians from, according to some sources, Mesopotamia, and from other sources, Arabia. Well, in one instance, they attached the leg from a recently deceased man to another in place of his mangled leg. The patient was a Syrian, and the dead donor was an Ethiopian. But race was not an issue to this early Damien. All accounts says that this worked. So race would not be an issue to the young seminarian Damien de Wooster either. Now we shift our attention to Hawaii. The Sandwich Islands, or Hawaii, was discovered by the Europeans, uh, basically the British, Captain James Cook, and he was killed during his expedition there. 
the islands were united into one kingdom under King Kamanameha I around 1795. American immigration began when Protestant missionaries and others who had come to the island decided to seize land and start establishing plantations. In some ways, it was just like the whole slavery story of the United States starting over again, but with different characters. Uh, they, they looked for a source of workers. They looked to China and Japan, and they recruited them and paid them very low wages. Basically, they, they treated them like slaves. And unfortunately, it was thought that leprosy was introduced into the islands in the 1830s or 1840s, probably from uh, people arriving from China. Well, the plantation owners got very powerful, and they usurped control, and they disenfranchised the native Hawaiians and the Asians from any votes in the, uh, in the little kingdom that had been established. By the 1860s, Hawaii tried to become a republic and administer with administrative and legislative branches and government in somewhat an imitation of the United States. But in 1893, special interests aligned with the plantation owners imprisoned the queen, Lili uh, Akalani, and seized the total control of the Republic of Hawaii. In 1898, these special interest groups petitioned the United States to allow Hawaii to become a territory of the U.S. So they just did what they wanted. So here's uh, Father Damien. He's, he's not yet Father Damien. He's, just, he's still Joseph de Wooster, but he's in seminary. And the Sacred Heart of Jesus and Mary operated foreign missions all around the world. So in 1864, Damien's brother, Father Panfile, was assigned to go to the Order's missions in Hawaii, but poor health prevented him from doing that. So Damien volunteered to go in his place, and he arrived in Honolulu on March, in March of 1946. Now, he was ordained a priest two months later in the Cathedral of Our Lady of Peace in Honolulu. In 1865, Father Damien, new Father Damien, was assigned to the Catholic mission in North Kohala on the island of Hawaii. And about this time, the government of the Republic of Hawaii was struggling with significant health issues amongst the indigenous population who lacked immunity and were very much um, victims to all the diseases that were coming into their island, uh, brought there by foreign immigrants. So in 1865, out of fear of this highly contagious disease of leprosy, the Hawaiian legislature passed what they called the Act to Prevent the Spread of Leprosy. And the law required that lepers of Hawaii would be relocated, the most seriously affected would be relocated to a settlement on the island of Molokai. And this settlement was known as Kalupapa. And it was developed on a peninsula of, island, of land that jutted out on the north side of the island. It was separated from the rest of the island by very steep cliffs. And between 1866 and 1969, when the program finally ended, 8,000 Hawaiians were sent to Kalupapa uh, for medical quarantine. Here's an old photograph of the of the uh, colony, leper colony on Molokai. And you can see the flat land of the peninsula, and, and you can see how it juts out into the, into the Pacific Ocean. And the settlement was only in this one western part of the, uh, of the peninsula. The only way to get to that colony, the easiest way, was to get to it by sea. Uh, but many times people that were being deported there 
didn't want to go there. And when that happened, they were often tossed overboard and they either drowned or they swam to shore and joined the colony. Here's another photograph, more recent one, of that same peninsula. And you can see the steep cliffs that cut it off from the rest of the island. So guards were assigned to those cliffs to keep people from trying to escape from the colony once they were assigned there. Here's another view of those steep cliffs, so it didn't do any good to get a make a raft or take a little boat and try to go along the shore to a flat area. There was no flat area. The entire north side of the island of Molokai are these very, very steep cliffs. So the Royal Board of Health initially planned that the people deported there would be provided with what they needed, and then they would be set up so they could care for themselves. But there's intentions, and then there's what actually happens. And these results were very different. Uh, the workforce required to maintain settlements was inadequate and then non-existent, and the money disappeared as well. So the people that were left there were left there basically on their own, and soon they descended into lawlessness, drunkenness, and anarchy. And it was a very difficult and hostile and dangerous place to be. Well, Bishop Louis Desiree Magritte who was the vicar apostolic of the Hawaiian diocese, decided that the lepers needed a Catholic priest to assist them. So he came up with a plan, which was to send one priest at a time, but to send them in, but to send multiple priests in rotation. So he asked for volunteers. There were four volunteers that came forward, including Father Damien. On May 10th, 1873, Father Damien was the first volunteer. I, I suspect he probably was a volunteer to go first. He arrived at the isolated settlement of Kalapapa, where there were at that time 600 lepers. The other volunteers were never called, and Father Damien never left Kalupapa until his death. I make myself a leper with the lepers to gain all to Jesus Christ. This was something Father Damien wrote in a letter to his brother, Father Pamphila. So he set about on his mission, and here we see a photograph of the early settlement. He worked uh, for the people. He built them a church, which was called uh, the parish of St. Philomena. He built that church by hand. He served as their priest. He treated the residents' ulcers and wounds, so he was their physician. He built a reservoir to collect fresh water, so he was their utilities company. He built homes and furniture, so he was their housing agent. And he made coffins and he dug graves. So he was also their undertaker. He was anything and everything that they needed. <clears throat> and he became their great friend. And they loved him sincerely. And here's a, one of the very rare group photos uh, where it shows Father Damien with many of the young children who are attending the school. Without the blessed sacrament, a position like mine would be intolerable. So Father Damien, of course, drew his strength from God in this very challenging mission. <clears throat> well, King David Kalakaua was so grateful for the work of Father Damien that he awarded him the honor of the Knight Commander of the Royal Order of Kalakaua. And the Crown Princess Lydia Lilio Uokalani subsequently visited the leper colony pre to present this medal to Father Damien. But she was so upset and heartbroken at what she saw with the lives of all the lepers, that she could not read the speech she had prepared. So when she left and went back to Honolulu, she shared her experience 
widely with the outer world, which brought much attention to Father Damien's efforts. Consequently, Damien became internationally known in the United States and throughout Europe. It's believed Damien never wore that royal medal, although it was placed by his side at his funeral. He overwhelms us with his care. He and he himself builds our houses. When any of us is ill, he gives him tea, biscuits, and sugar, and to to the poor he gives clothes. This was the testimony of one of the residents, uh, one of the people suffering from leprosy, who spoke about Father Damien. Well, Father Damien, in the 11th year of his missionary activity at Kalupapa, realized that he had contracted leprosy. He had prepared a bath, and he put his foot in, and he realized that the water was way too hot, and he scalded his foot, and it was bright red, but he felt nothing. So he knew he had, he had suffered the same disease of all his, his, uh, his people. He was now sharing everything. And the disease advanced rapidly, and this photograph that you see on the screen here was taken in March of 1889, just a few weeks before his death. He's standing outside St. Philomena Church, and he will have served the people of Kalupapa for 16 years. I would not be cured if the price of the cure was that I must leave the island and give up my work. I am perfectly resigned to do my lot. Do not feel sorry for me. Despite the onset of the crippling leprosy, Father Damien advanced as many projects as possible, and he continued to aid the lepers during their treatments. In his final weeks of life, four volunteers arrived at Kalopapa to offer their help. A Belgian priest, Louis Lambert Conrardi, Joseph Dutton, James Sinet, and Mother Marianne Cope. Now, Mother Cope was the head of the Franciscan-run St. Joseph's Hospital in Syracuse, New York. And she and her sisters, who accompanied her, took over the operation of the hospitals in Kalupapa. Father Conrardi assumed Father Damien's pastoral duties. Uh, Joseph Dutton attended to the construction and maintenance of the community's buildings. And James Sinet, who had medical training, nursed Damien during the last phases of his illness. One who will be a father to you and who loves you so much that he does not hesitate to become one of you to live and die with you. Father Damien was contemplating his fate. On April 15, 1889, Father Damien died. In this photograph, he's he's on his funeral bier, and the woman to his, on the left part of the photograph is Mother Mary Ann Cope, and one of her sisters is on the right-hand side. And they will do much to carry on Father Damien's work. Not that you healed them, but that you loved them. This is what one of the residents said about Father Damien. Now, Father Damien's work had received international acclaim, and he became known and praised all around the world, but he also had a few detractors. In a rather humorous incident, the Reverend Charles McEwen Hyde, who was a Presbyterian minister in Honolulu, wrote to one of his fellow pastors, a Reverend Gage of San Francisco, and he referred to Father Damien as a coarse, dirty man who contracted leprosy due to carelessness. Hyde said that Damien was being given credit for reforms which were done by the Board of Health. So Gage had the letter published in the San Francisco newspaper, which caused great controversy. 
In the same year that Father Damien died, 1889, in the the autumn of that year, Robert Louis Stevenson, the famous author of Treasure Island and other books, arrived in Hawaii. He had been diagnosed with tuberculosis, which was considered like leprosy to be incurable, and he'd come to Hawaii for health reasons. He was inspired by Father Damien's story, and he became interested in this controversy being stirred up by the Reverend C.E. Hyde. So Stevenson was convinced that Hyde was bitterly jealous and was expressing anti-Catholic sentiments and falsehoods in his allegations. So he wrote to Hyde, and he condemned his actions. And then Stevenson subsequently assigned the name Hyde to the villain in his book entitled Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Now, Barbara Koob, Sister Marianne Cope, was born in 1838 in Bavaria in Germany, and she immigrated with her family to the United States when she was just two years old. She settled, she and her family settled in upstate New York near Syracuse, and she entered the Sisters of St. Francis, rising to leadership positions very quickly. She was a founder of Syracuse's first hospital, St. Joseph Hospital, and she would ultimately attract a number of sisters who were intent on providing medical care to the unfortunate and the poor. And in 1883, she answered the call for aid to Hawaii's leper colonies and brought five sisters with her. She brought her sisters to Molokai, and she met Father Damien just weeks before his death. And here's a photo of her and the five sisters that she brought with her. In 1886, they began their work in Honolulu, and then they proceeded to Molokai. I am hungry for the work, and I wish with all my heart to be one of the chosen ones whose privilege it will be to sacrifice themselves for the salvation of the souls of the poor islanders. I am not afraid of any disease, hence it would be my greatest delight even to minister to the abandoned lepers. Marianne Cope has the same determination as Father Damien. Well, a cure is found. All through the 1870s, Gerhard Hansen, a Norwegian physician, worked tirelessly to identify the cause of leprosy. And he discovered that that it was the bacteria (laughs) Mycobacterium leprae was the causative agent of leprosy. And he published these findings in 1873, which was the same year that Father Damien arrived in Molokai but it wasn't widely recognized until a meeting of the International Leprosy Congress was held at Bergen in 1909. So Mother Marianne Cope and her sisters were able to intervene earlier in the identification of leprosy and effect partial or total cures in the hospitals that they built in Molokai and all the other Hawaiian islands. Mother Marianne Cope continued to care for the lepers of Kalupapa for the next 35 years. She died on August 9, 1918, of natural causes at the age of 80. She was buried in Hawaii, but in 2005, her remains were brought to Syracuse for reinternment at her mother's house, or Order's mother's house. In 2014, her remains were returned to Hawaii, and they're enshrined in the Cathedral Basilica of Our Lady of Peace. Now, the Sisters of St. Francis constructed numerous hospitals, clinics, homes for the aged, in which they are still engaged to this day throughout Hawaii. Ironically, Father Damien was originally buried in the cemetery next to St. Philomena Church, but his body was later reinterred uh, in, in Louvain, Belgium, in the Congregation of Sacred Hearts. 
where he had gone to seminary originally. So, so their their bodies were. Father Damien died in Hawaii, but he's in he's in Belgium, and Mother Marianne Cope was buried in Syracuse, but now she's uh, back in Hawaii. The canonization of Father Damien, 1977, Pope Paul VI declares Father Damien to be venerable. And at that time, two miracles were needed. And so the first miracle was occurred to a Sacred Heart nun, Sister Simplicia. She was living in France. She was near death. Uh, she had suffered for seven months with lingering intestinal illness. And she prayed a novena and sought Father Damien's intercession as she lay dying in her hospital. And the pain of all, and all traces of the illness disappeared overnight. And that occurred in 1895. So that's only six years after Father Damien's death. On June 13, 1992, Pope John Paul II approved this miracle. And on June 4, 1995, uh, Father Damien was beatified and declared blessed. And then a second miracle came about, and that was that Audrey Toguchi, a Hawaiian woman who suffered from a rare form of cancer, liposarcoma, uh, this type of cancer arises in fat cells, and she underwent surgery, but the cancer had metastasized in her lungs. Her physician, Dr. Walter Chang, told her in 1997, nobody has ever survived this cancer. It's going to take you. She prayed at the grave of Father Damien on Molokai, right there at the grave, and she was miraculously cured and is still alive as of the writing of this document, which was 2016. So on July 3rd, 20, 2008, Father Damien was declared a saint by Pope Benedict XVI in Rome. Now, Mother Marianne Cope was declared venerable by Pope John Paul II in 2004. Her first miracle, which led to her beatification, occurred to Catherine Delilah uh, Mahoney, and she was healed of multiple organ failure after praying to Marianne Cope for intercession. And Pope John Paul II ordered the decree to be issued authenticating this recovery as a miracle to be attributed to the intercession of Mother Marianne Cope. So on May 14, 2005, Cope was beatified in Vatican City by Pope Benedict XVI in his first beatification ceremony. The second miracle occurred to Sharon Smith of Syracuse. She fainted in her house one day in 2005 and woke up two months later in St. Joseph's Hospital, her body perforated by tubes as doctors fought to keep her hydrated and alive. She had been diagnosed with pancreatitis, and, she, and the infection was so severe, it ate away a part of her gastrointestinal tract. And her doctor told her, Sharon, you're not going to make it. But her friends prayed to Mother Cope for intercession, and the next day she could breathe on her own. And she went home cured a few days later. Mother Cope was declared a saint by Pope Benedict XVI on October 21st, 2012, the 11th person canonized from the United States. Kalupapa National Historical Park um, was established in 1980. The deportation of leprous persons to this area ceased in 1969. And, but there are still, at, at this time, about 16 residents from the old days that remain on Molokai. On April 15th, which was the day of Father Damien's death, this is observed in Hawaii among all the Catholic communities. It is his, his feast day in the church. And a statue of Father Damien has been placed in the state capital in Honolulu. There are also statues 
of both King Kamanamea I, who united the Hawaiian Islands into one nation, and Father Damien, and these have been erected in the U.S. Capitol. Each state has two statues to represent their most revered citizens from the past. Hawaii chose to uh, enshrine the, the king who united uh, the islands and Father Damien, who lived and died for the people of the islands. But recently, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez of New York condemned the statue of Father Damien and the U.S. Capitol as emblematic of white supremacy and domination of native peoples. We need to pray for the ignorant, hateful, and childish people among us. Born Joseph de Wooster on January 3rd, 1840 in rural Belgium, Father Damien was ordained in May 1864 in Honolulu, Hawaii. He organized and operated the leper colony at Kalupapa on the island of Molokai from 1873 through 1889. He died April 15, 1889. He was beatified June 4, 1995 by Pope John Paul II. He was canonized July 3, 2008 by Pope Benedict XVI, and his feast day is May 10th. Barbara Koob, born in Bavaria in 1838, became a sister of St. Francis in Syracuse, New York. She brought the Sisters of St. Francis to Hawaii in response to a call for assistance with the leper colony. She died August 9, 1918, beatified May 14, 2005, by Pope Benedict XVI, and canonized October 21, 2012, by Pope Benedict XVI. Her feast day is January 23rd. St. Damien de Wooster, pray for us. St. Marianne Cope, pray for us. Let us close in prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Thanks for listening.